Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It's another chance for Jason and Dave and I to get together. And we're going to talk about the numbers. Obviously, you guys are loving this based on the statistics that I'm getting. So tonight we're talking about numbers 21 through 25. This is going to be tough. So be nice to us in your comments because this one's going to be tough. Mayflower Dave, Jason, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we living. We loving today. We're going to party all night and sleep all day. <laughs> doing good. Doing good. It's good to be here and uh, continue this cool this cool draft. It's going to be exciting. Nice, yeah, it's, nice. it's, a fun, it's a fun trip down memory lane for a lot of us. It's a lot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, before we get started, as everybody fun. knows, as you're driving to work right now, please don't do this as you're driving to work, but go to the topfanrivalry.com website, click onto the watch parties. Uh, facilities have been booked in um, Atlanta, in uh, Fountain Valley, California, in Anaheim, California. Uh, we're very close to booking Boston. We're very close to booking a place in New York. We're looking at a place in Philadelphia. We're close in Houston. We're close in San Diego. We're close in L.A. We're close in San Francisco. So please tell us where you want to be at, and where you want to watch these games at, and we'll make it happen. Let's just put us all together in one room and understand that these two fellows are, are my enforcers. So if you give me a hard time, Dave or Jason is going to come after you. Don't don't mess. Don't mess. I got to know Johnny No Neck be making <laughs> Make him disappear. Make him drink some water. I got a baseball bat and I got some books. Which one do you want? Face or gut? Face or gut? All <laughs> right. So, fellas, talk to me. Let's start with you, uh, Jason. Number 21. What do you say for 21? Um, 21. It, we're getting down to the you know, many selections of uh -huh. quality players for these numbers. And, I mean, we think of 21, and I think that the majority of us would go with Clemente right off of the bat. Um, and no disrespect to Clemente and all that he brought to Major League Baseball. But for me, mostly, I'm going with guys that either are my favorites, guys that I've seen play, Guys in the generation of time that I grew up watching. And tonight with 21, I really have to go with Roger Clemens. The Rocket, number 21, The played 24 years. One of the most dominating pitchers of his, of all time. Not just his time, but I mean to tell you, let's see. Let's get some numbers here. Uh, 354 wins, 3.12. career strikeouts at all time with 4,672, 11-time All-Star. And did you know that he struck out 20, not just once, but twice? I mean, come on. I mean, say what you want about this guy. Led the AL in strikeouts five times, seven-time ERA leader, and uh, led the majors in wins four times. That's just some of his resume. So um, I think that without a doubt, he was probably one of the most dominating pitchers of the time that I've been watching baseball. So, uh, and he's also Mike Yatza's favorite player, right? Yeah, man. They hang out all the time. <laughs> uh, the bat was just, I was throwing it to the dugout. 
Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it just happened what? to get there, you know. It's a what? I thought it was the yeah. ball. Jason, you better say number 31 when we get to 31 via Mike Piazza, just as you know, <laughs> equal <laughs> opportunity, right? Oh, that's it, man. <laughs> all right, all right, that's a great, great, great this is supposed choice. to be a ball, right? Exactly. That's a great choice. Dave, what you got for number 21? Oh, man. Again, as Jason said, once you get to 21, you get to the 20s. Yeah, stuff gets real. Um, again, it's like choosing the baseball bat full of pine tar or the books. You got to choose one of them. <laughs> you're not afraid. You're going to be afraid of which one you pick regardless. I want to go with the obvious, but, but I'm also going to go with the one that is also a bit on the controversial side. I'm going to go with the man that helped revitalize baseball in the year 1998 and picks so Sosa. I mean, he and Mark McGuire, basically, no pun intended, they juiced themselves up. They totally didn't lie to Congress about it. And they had all the fun in the world smashing the baseball and... You know, you win MVP, you seven-time All-Star, home run derby champ, eight-time Silver Slugger, 1998, 66 homers, and somehow still ended up with MVP nods. He hit for 416 total bases there, lifetime 609 home runs. And again, if he didn't lie to Congress about his about – his, um, um, contact highs with Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire or anyone, he would be a Hall of Famer for everything that he did to the game. So I'm going with the man, slamming Sammy, Sammy Sosa. There you go. Great. Good call. Good call. Well, this one's tough for me because I at first I wanted to go Warren Spawn. Um, but Mayflower Bill making an appearance. I, I can't do that. I'm going to go with the guy. Listen to these batting averages, okay? And these are all at least 557 at-bats, okay? Listen to these batting averages. 314, 351, 312, 320, 339, 329, 317, 357, 291, 345, 352, 341. A combined career of 3,000 hits... And a career cut short, Roberto Clemente. Uh, well, so. yeah, love is from Roberto the, that is, um, Those those credentials can get you in anywhere. Yeah, yeah. My friend, it breaks my heart how he went. I mean, on a service mission, basically. But hey, it's hard because. Dave, you, I'm sorry, Jason, you said it perfectly. You kind of go with the guys that you watched. My first initial reaction when I was impressionable to was to mention Wally Joyner. So ah. his career got cut short with injuries. Wally Joyner had a great career. I mean, in 1986, when he came up with the Angels, it was like Wally World. Yeah. Like, Jason, you remember this. For that. And, and so I, my first initial reaction was to go with Wally Joyner, but then you look at the credentials and you, 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 I just read you 11 straight seasons where he only dipped down below three or 300 once. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's like average 317. Yeah, so, those are when that's Tony Gwynn area right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. 
it's scary area when you're when you're in that area it's scary it's scary all right so when you have good for the community yeah so jason you went first last time so dave you're up first this time number 22 oh. double deuces oh <laughs> double deuces oh dear this is hard there's two names there's two names that stick out that defined many years of baseball here and i'm gonna go with the pitching aspect of it and go with cakes jim palmer he was the person putting baseball in baltimore after the baltimore orioles sort of collapsed in and on itself in the early decades of baseball's experience i mean three times cy young two-time era title four-time gold glove winner as a pitcher you don't get that good for pitching stats and the fact that you you go 268 152 um for your entire career that is just man you you cannot ask for more a fantabulous nickname he was the workhorse for baltimore in appearing in the better part of i think five world series in his career including in one of the and bill i'm sorry but including the biggest upset in world series history of the 66 orioles against the los angeles dodgers um i used to like you for all the for all the listeners, bill just gave me the stare of death so yeah i'm just gonna go hide in the corner real quick but just say that jim palmer revitalized baltimore put it on the map and helped basically inspire fear into anyone who played in Baltimore in the late sixties and then in the early to mid seventies. Yep. I like it. And I'm going Good to choice. go high in the corner because Bill is coming. Good choice. All right, Mr. Beck, what you got going on? Uh, Dave, there, there's, you started us off on the right foot with 22. 22 is my favorite number. That's the number I wore through my playing days as well. But growing up, man, um, um, remembering and looking back on two of my best favorite pitchers, number one, number 20, Don Sutton, and number two, number 22, Jim Palmer. Absolutely uh Two of my favorite pitchers of all time. I mean, this guy won 20 games, eight years. He's an eight-time 20-game winner, won the most games in the 70s, I believe. Pitcher won, I think he believe, uh, excuse me, I think he won 186 games in the 70s alone and never allowed a grand slam in his major league career as well. So besides all those stats and numbers and uh uh you know statistics of al wins leader four-time gold glove award winner and world series champion three-time world series champion just those stats alone of eight-time 20 game winner and never giving up a grand slam in your career is just kind of mind-blowing to me so i love that i this one was really tough for me because I wanted to agree with both of you. I also could say Will Clark. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. could say Will Clark. 
here's the guy for you. Um, 15 year career, uh, MVP, three times Cy Young Award winner, uh, one World Series title, one gold glove, five times, five times the ERA title. Comes up <laughs> as number 54 in your programs, number one in your hearts. The great Texan, number 22, Clayton Kershaw. Nice call. Yeah. Nice. You, you nice. Got it. Listen, I mentioned a giant. I, I I said Will, you know, Will Clark, but but Clayton, I listen, he's only got 197 wins. Obviously, his career is getting a little derailed by by injury. If he didn't have back injuries, he'd probably have another 30, 40 wins. He'd have numbers like Jim Palmer. But I would say fight me on this. If you're going to tell me that Clayton Kershaw isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, I want to know what a first ballot Hall of Famer looks like then. This I'm going to ask that question, right? You know, so. we all look that he would be in there, but you know how those writers are, man. Yeah. Oh, those writers so, can just go right up a rail. Fortunate, yeah, fortunately, it's not like the 40s and 50s, you know, when you really got under the skin of some writers and they just kind of wrote you off, man. But uh, he, I think he's got a, a great, a good enough reputation. I think he's he handles the media well. Um, he's definitely um, in that upper echelon of double deuce players uh, for sure, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's got two thousand eight hundred and seven strikeouts. I mean, I, I he had one season, one season here where he went twenty one and three with an ERA of 1.77, and he had 239 strikeouts that season. Now, not to be outdone, the following season, he only got 16 wins. He went 16-7, and seven, had an ERA of 213. What was he thinking about? But he had 301 strikeouts. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm going to say that Clayton Kershaw's number – and this one was tough because Will Smith – I grew up watching Will Smith. I grew up watching Jim Palmer. This one was really, really tough for me, and I don't want to sound like a Dodger homer, but you know his number is going to get retired in Dodger land. You know he's going to make the Hall of Fame. So an we're safe on this one. An honorable mention for that number, Bill Buckner. Billy Buck? And Billy. You, know who else? you know who else is an honorable mention? Uh, Roger uh, Clemens. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bro- yeah awesome. He wore number 22 in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Buckner's hair had hair, man. That guy was a beast. Yeah. That dude is, is the president of the hair club of baseball players. And then Paul Molitor is like right below him. Like just like us. This Molitor is, is, is asked out of the number one position. I think I was watching a replay of the 92 world series and, uh, Molitor was, I believe, on the Blue Jays at the time, and they yep. they showed a picture of him. You know, he had his at bat, and he flew out or whatever he did, and he came back into the dugout, and they showed him standing on the dugout steps, and they they kind of were getting him from the side, and he had an abundance of hairs sticking out. You could see on the camera the this warm rug enveloping his neck of hair 
sneaking out from his jersey. And like, at what point do you look in the mirror and see that and just leave it? It was horrendous. It was on national television. And I felt bad because it was still 30 years later and this guy's overabundance of hair was sticking out. It was gross. <laughs> so, so you forgot one name, though, between Paul Molitor and uh, Billy Buck. You know who else you forgot? Um, who um, did I forget this time? Billy Gorman Buck. Thomas. Oh, yeah. Gorman. Oh, Storm yeah. and Gorman. No. Hard for him to hear. He had so much hair in his ears, bro. Yeah. yeah. That mustache, though. Dear God. That yeah. guy. That guy <laughs> had some hair. His hair knew how to grow hair. Yeah. He, I think he played the the tough biker dude in uh, Raisin, Arizona, as a matter of fact, right? He could have. He could have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I mean, he's also related to Adam Dunn somehow, I'm sure. Yes, go. he's in the family tree. <laughs> exactly. The family tree. So, so Jason, I'm gonna let you start with 23, man. This is this one's tough. Good luck. 23 um for me was really kind of a no-brainer. I had to go with Ryan Sandberg. Um just watching him. I remember the Saturday game of the week that was his coming out party um, against the Cardinals. Cause I think Willie McGee was like five for five that same game. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was against the Cardinals. And then Rhino hit the bomb off of, off of Bruce Suter, which still irritated Bruce Suter's ass to this dying day. But I mean, Sandberg has a career 989 fielding percentage. 989 fielding percentage. I think he's, he's so under the radar. I think he's a very underappreciated Hall of Famer. Um, I think he has the most Silver Slugger awards for second baseman. I believe he has seven. And he was just as consistent as you could be playing for some horrible Cubby teams during those days as well. But with him and and... Dawson, man, in the middle of that lineup in the, the late 80s, they were potent. They were dangerous. They were crazy dangerous. Yeah. Crazy yeah. dangerous. No, that's that's a good call. I like that call. I like that call. Uh, Mayflower Dave, what you got? Machine. We're not going back in the time machine just yet. Not yet, at least. I am also going to stick with Jason and go with Vino. I mean... Second baseman, you think automatically best second baseman of all time. Joe Morgan, Rogers Hornsby, uh, Lou Victor, uh, Ryan's oh, Ryan Sandberg, yeah, Rhino. He's he's a second baseman, um, MVP award winner in '84, which was the year that the Cubs just barely lost out to the Padres in the LCS. He won the home run derby. How does a second baseman with his numbers win on the home run derby? Please explain. Um, Ten-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glove winner, seven Silver Sluggers. Again, as Jason said, you don't want to face Hawk and Rhino in that lineup. You, you just don't. Um, I got to see Rhino when he was a manager. And those were better days, to be completely honest. Those were better days. Um, when, when Ryan Sandberg... When no, you couldn't stop Rhino. You just couldn't. Um, 
the fact that he is so instrumental for the Cubs in just that push in the 80s, especially in the mid to late 80s, those are some really, really good times for Cubs fans because it's like before then, they never really had anything to really cheer about until or before since 1967, 68, 69, when they were starting to make some more steam and try to get into the World Series again. But then they missed it because of a black cat or because he just fell out the lineup or just everything just fell apart. Ryan Samick was the glue that held everything together for the Cubs in the 80s. So my vote goes for Rhino. I like that vote. I Guys, I'm going to agree with that vote but but a cu- this is where i had trouble again and i'm sitting there looking up stats as you guys are talking about this louis tian jeff kent oh. eric Caros, right a, a dodger guy um and are you ready for this how about don mattingly oh yeah donnie b Oh. And and yeah. and and Robert Ventura. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Robert Ventura. He likes uh, Roger Clemens too. He and Roger Clemens are good buddies. Robert. Uh, yeah, Robin Ventura. <laughs> Mattingly was a, a second option, but I think long, lengthwise and career longevity wise, the numbers really kind of reflect for for Ryan for me. No, I I agree with you. That and that's why there's nothing. There's nothing I can do. I was looking for a reason not to say Sandberg just in case I missed something, but I couldn't find it. I, I right. just, it just, now, if, if Donnie Baseball hadn't suffered some injuries, his numbers may have looked better than Rhino's. Oh, yeah. Like, gosh, there were so many honorable mentions in this number. I was like, oh, what do I do? How do I, how do I not offend? <laughs> so. Anyways, all right, boys. How do so I not offend today? Dave, what you got for number 24? This one should be a, a unanimous decision, too. Oh, man. Part of me wants to buck the trend and just go to the time machine because there's a good five or six, seven players I can pick for this. Oh, gosh. This is hard. This is so hard. This is probably the hardest one, at least – for me, I'm not going to go with Willie Mays. I'm not. I'm going to Time Machine. Someone who should be in the Hall of Fame, I think, in my opinion. Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans was that man. Oh, Dewey. Yeah, yeah Dewey Evans. You can't go wrong with Dewey. I mean, look, listen to these. 2,446 hits, 385 homers, a lifetime 272. So it's like eh, maybe a Hall of Very Good. But I think for his longevity, especially in right field and then towards the end of his career at first base, he was consistent at least, um, batting in the high 200s and then sometimes peaking at 305. Um, Three-time All-Star. I think after the after the Jim Rice and Fred Lynn experiments passed their time in Boston, he was kind of like the stalwart for that for that Cubs team in 86. Um he was very consistent throughout his career, finishing in top 15 of MVP votes, finishing as high as third in 81 when he went to 96 and had 22 homers in that infamous 
half and half season where we're like, okay, we want baseball, but then we also can have like two half champions. Yes. No. Oh, okay. Well, just going to ride with it anyway. Um, I think Dwight Evans, I, there are so many other names I could have picked. So again, listeners, please do not bring pitchforks to my birthday party. Please don't. I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, but I'm going with Dwight Evans on this one. Good call. That's Under a good call. call. That's a good, yeah. that's a dangerous call, but that's a good call. Yeah. With, with these numbers, it was, it's hard. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. We're going to go with someone unknown. Let's introduce the fans to the new people. Why there not? You there you go. I like it. I like it. So now you can breathe easy. Jason, what do you say? Well, following up off uh, Dwight Evans, I'm going to really kind of – it was just – it was tough. There's so many two fours that we could go with. Um, yeah. It was almost uh, automatic to think of Ken Griffey Jr., but I changed my mind, and I thought, let me get – let me go a little bit deeper here into 24 number, and let me just kind of – uh, bust out the resume of one gentleman named Ricky Henderson. Okay. Oh, Henderson. Can I can I do that for for just please. a minute? This Go guy, for it. please, sir. Um, please, sir. One of uh, probably the greatest leadoff hitter. Let's see, a uh, ten-time American League All Star. Um, he ranks in the top 100 of all-time home run hitters. Uh, let's see. He has a 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. Actually only has one gold glove award. 12-time American League stolen base leader. Three-time silver slugger. Uh, 1,400 career stolen bases. 2,295 career runs, a record that will probably never be broken by anybody in baseball, and holds the single-season stolen base record of 130 steals. I mean, that's just some of his credentials, but they're by far probably the most dominating, one of the five most dominating players in baseball history. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with him more. And I'm looking at his numbers, and he's I, he also played for almost every team too. So that that yes. helped his his cause, right? Um, no, he, yeah, it's her. all of them. He's phenomenal. And Jason, right? I I was walking in San Mateo, California, years ago, 2009, with a buddy of mine. Uh, actually a co-worker of mine. We were up there seeing some clients and we're just walking. We're leaving this place that has fantastic fettuccine Alfredo, right? Oh. Okay. Oh. Walking out of this oh. restaurant, bar, restaurant, San Mateo. We're just walking down the street and this guy is looking at his Franklin planner and we almost ran into him because we weren't paying attention. And I stopped and my buddy stopped and he goes, oh, Mr. Henderson. It was Ricky. Ricky nice. was looking at his Franklin planner and he was just walking around doing some window shopping and we asked him what he was doing in town. He says he was here to catch a couple of games at the A's and I'm like, this is great. He's a great nice. guy. Super That's nice. Cool. Guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buck the trend a little bit with you guys here. Cause I, I was going to say Ricky, 
I was going to say uh -huh. King Griffey Jr. Oh, there, uh -huh. There's others that I was considering as well. Um, obviously, Miguel Cabrera is still playing, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Barry, Barry Bonds started his career at number 24 in Pittsburgh. Um, you also, yeah, I mean, there's so many guys that have worn 24. I'm going to go with a two-time MVP, a 12-time gold glove winner, a rookie of the year, one one batting title, two all-star MVPs, a 24-time all-star, the Say Hey Kid. Man, you cannot be up there for sure. Yeah, I mean, it. I when you went Ricky, Jason, I had to switch gears because we couldn't leave <laughs> the Say Hey Kid off. I literally had Ricky written down. Because I feared somebody would say the say hey kid, but I couldn't leave them off. You guys done got to left them off, so I gotta bring them off. You know, but no, it's that's a good call. That's a very, very good call. So um Dave, why don't you lead us off with number twenty five? This one's this one's gonna get ugly too. Yeah. obviously I'm gonna say that off the bat. Honorable mention, Mark McGuire, honorable mention. Jim Tomey loved me some Jim Tomey homers like that man could just he he may have some nukes still wandering around in the orbit over there um <laughs> but I once again will will go into my time machine box and I will once again realize hmm um yes you you come with me Don Baylor like you could not go wrong. Oh, 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 oh. Could not. I everybody. I mean, Don Baylor he set outright MVP in '79 when he had a 296 clip, 139 RBI, 36 homers in 162 games. Um, manager of the year, one of the first black managers in Major League Baseball history. This man played for 19 years and in that time he only won three silver sluggers made one all-star team but man this guy was so consistent he was so loved both on the field and off the field you could not go along with a glorious mustache that he has like uh, on his baseball reference picture, you can see it. It's it's so magnificent <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Don Baylor plus uh, the sweet swing that yes, he sir. had was so sweet, so amazing. Um, three hundred thirty career homers, twelve hundred seventy six RBI, two hundred eighty five stolen bases, with only a two sixty batting average and a three forty two on base percentage. Like Don Baylor, if if Walter Payton was not named sweetness. I would apply sweetness to Don Baylor. He uh -huh. he, he revolutionized the designated hitter position in a time when it was just getting introduced. So I think that for those reasons and for the fact that, again, sweetness to Don Baylor, um, I'm going with him. And, you know, rest in peace to him. He was a great player. And it's a shame that he was taken from us at only 68. Yeah. So rest yeah, in peace. Choice. Fantastic choice. It was now, Jason. Let me ask you this question: When you hear the word "Don," hear the words "Don Baylor," what comes to your mind? Um, super nice. Yeah, he was one of the gentlemen I've ever met. He lived here for years 
after you know during his angels time and coming here for spring training but he had a he had a house up in La Quinta and I would run into him probably four or five times a year at Walmart at the grocery or at the gas station and he he had his dad with him like 90 percent of the time and he would always stop and talk he would always stop and sign an autograph for me for my boys he was the kindest man that one of the kindest men I've ever met um, and always had time to stop and talk baseball for just a couple of minutes. So that is one solid choice. Yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, angel players of all time. I I agree with you. I He's a very nice man. And I've got a couple of personal stories that I would share offline. Um, but you know what I think of when I think of Don Baylor? H B P. Oh, 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 ow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you, you may not, I mean, I'm sorry, David, you may not know this, but this dude was get hit all the time. He was, this dude would lead the league and yeah. he'd have more hit by pitches than some guys would have hits in the league. <laughs> I mean, he was getting, he was getting plucked all the time and he didn't really uh, crowd the plate. I don't know why they were plucking him, but they were. I mean, this guy, Jason, tell me I'm wrong, but this guy was getting hit by pitches all the time. All the time. He almost hit me spit my water bill. Major leagues and career hit by pitches until a few years ago. Somebody, I think, overtook him in that category. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, every every time I hear Donnie, Donnie Baylor, I think, man, that poor guy got hit so many times. Uh, great guy. Uh, great choice. Uh, Great choice. Thank Jason, what you got? See what Jason means. Um, two five. We had 21 with uh, Sammy Sosa. And so for 25, we have to have his dancing partner, Big Mac. Yep. Mac Marker in seven in the home run years. Um, but man, you know, you think of baseball in the 80s, you think of the late 80s into the early 90s, you think of the Bash Brothers in Oakland, you think of Mark McGuire and his uh, Rookie of the Year award in 87. Uh, I mean, everybody wanted to hit like Mark McGuire. Nobody had ever seen anything like Mark McGuire. And, and even with Conseco as well, I mean, he just mashed baseballs but this guy was a solid player say what you want about the steroid era say all those things about uh you know the what he did during that time uh but i mean this guy is solid 12-time all-star uh two-time world series champion three-time silver slugger award winner five-time home run leader uh led the national league in rbis he's a hall of famer for the a's he's The Hall of Fame team, the guy could play some baseball, period. 25, Mark McGuire. Wait, Great wait, call. who's the other World Series winner he was with? He was with the Oak, he was with the A's in 89. Uh-huh. St. Louis. Cardinals. What Cardinals. when did the Cardinals win the World Series? 2006, I think. Oh, uh, he, oh he was a he won it in 89 and he won it in 2011, probably as a coach. Or, uh, oh, okay. That makes more sense because I'm like, as a player, he only won one. Where is his other number coming no, from? No, yeah, he was a coach for the Cardinals in 2011. So he won it as, as okay. a coach. 
Ah, uh, there. Thank you for the clarification, Jason. You bet. You know, Jason, you done gone and did it to me again. Because there's there's one person on here. It's okay. It's okay. Like I'm looking at this and I refuse to mention one individual. I refuse to mention the gentleman whose head grew three sizes from a flight from Pittsburgh to San Francisco. We won't mention his name. Okay. <laughs> I refuse to mention him. I am going to mention, however, a guy that played for Minnesota, Los Angeles Dodgers. You can't say L.A. anymore. The Dodgers, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Indians back then, and the White Sox. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I love me some of these. Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star, 2,328 hits, 612 home runs. Mr. Jim Tomey, and I played high school baseball with a guy that gave up at least one of those. <laughs> to Jim. Nice. So, yes, it's uh, – yeah. yeah, so that – I mean, you, it's hard to go wrong with these guys, right? These guys that we listed, Tomey, Baylor, McGuire. I mean, obviously, you know, you could list Rafael Palmero. You can list – Where are them kicks that words? Mary Manny Ramirez, yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of guys you can list here, but I I think we're, I think we've we've gotten that horse to where it needs to to be okay. But man, those those some those were some tough ones when I was looking it up. Yeah, I have yeah. Notes and then Jason makes me you know change course <laughs> half the time. And you know, I Jim Tomey, I I've heard through the years, and I think it was even Jim Tomey himself that said that. He was the third best player on in his family. I think his two older brothers, he said, were even better ball players than him by far. Yeah. Learned all that he knew from them, and yeah. you know, he was a, man. He was a consistent player. He was just one steady dude. Yeah, yeah, he those, was. Those those nineties Indians were, were they were broken. They were cheats. They really were. I mean, when you have Manny, Albert Bell, Kenny, Tommy. Uh, Sandy, I'm pretty sure I'm blanking on like two other players that I'm. Uh, oh, it's Cal and Bayerga. Yeah, no, it's done. Say it, it's over. And how right. many World Series did you win? Zero. It's a damn oh. shame. You should have won <laughs> at least one. So, so Jared Wright starts Game Seven of the World Series against the Florida Marlins back then, right? 1997. Ah, yes. I, I'm watching the game, and I'm like. This kid looks really, really familiar. Kid looks really, really familiar. And his dad, Clyde, played for the Angels, and I knew he grew up in Orange County. So I said, boy, this kid looks really familiar. So I called my dad, and I said, Dad, why do I know this name, right? And Jared Wright wasn't a household name until the World Series, basically, unless you were in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Dad, why do I know this guy's name? This doesn't make sense. So my dad said, I'll call you back. And so he calls me back during the game and he says and he gives me a date and he gives me the school and he gives me my school i beat the guy seven to one in a baseball tournament he was the losing pitcher i was the winning pitcher wow i'm like hey that's why i know this guy's name you know you know so like why do i know this kid's name so it's where did you go to high school what high school fountain valley oh you went to fountain valley okay cool yeah, yeah, I went Fountain Valley, and we played in in a. There used to be a tournament that would run in Anaheim all the time called the Loera Tournament. 
yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's where I beat him. Nice. So cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. So I'm like, hey, this is good. Hey, happy, happy. So there's there's uh, my claim to fame. I'll be here till Wednesday. Tip the waitress all. Right on. Tip the waitress. Anyways, <laughs> boys, we've done some pretty good damage for these uh these numbers. I love it. Oh yeah. Not bad at all. No. The hardest draft out of everything that we've done so far because there were some players that I knew and that I saw watch play both in person and through the powers that be of YouTube. Um, but again, it was so hard because all of these players have all of these great stories. And that's what's really great about us doing these things. We get to relive all the old stories about about Donnie Baylor, about Ken Griffey, about Mark and Sammy, I swear I didn't take steroids. It was it was great. It's this is a fantastic series. And I'm so glad that we can keep on doing these things. I really am. Me too. Me, Me too. too. And and you know, an honorable mention while you were saying that, uh, Dave, you know, Jason, you know who I think of sometimes as number 25? Just because he had such a good year in 02 is Troy Gloss. Oh, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That kid could hit. <laughs> yeah, that he, kid, could. he had that long swing. And I'll never forget when he got traded or he signed with Atlanta or I can't remember if it was Atlanta or Arizona, but he got so mad that he grounded out. He took off his helmet and threw it in the trash can in the dugout. Oh. Like, there you go. You know, if you get <laughs> frustrated with a, a ground out, you may as well throw your helmet in the trash can. So, yeah, right. he was traded to Arizona in 2005, and then he went to Toronto and then St. Louis and then Atlanta for his the end of his career. Yeah. So I think it was when he was in Atlanta. But solid years. He had some solid years. Yeah. Played at UCLA, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had some really good years too. But for Jason, like you mentioned, with these numbers, it's weird because you want to gravitate towards the guys that you watched. Yeah. Even it's hard. I never watched Willie Mays. I had to go with Willie Mays. But you, I couldn't not go with Ryan Sandberg because I watched him. I mean, yeah. he was just the best of the best. There's there's guys out there that are, yeah, yeah. There's guys out there that are phenomenal. That, hmm. so, yep, yep, yep. So we did good today. I think we did really we did well. Good. We did, we did, boys. We did. We did. We didn't hurt anybody, and we did good. <laughs> not yet at least we'll come back next time and it's like there's gonna be 12 bruises everywhere it's like this is what happens when you don't pick ricky henderson or willie mays you go with dwight evans yeah dewey evans yeah Henderson <laughs> can be up oh yeah ricky has too <laughs> yep 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 so if anybody's looking for mayflower dave his name really isn't dave um it is uh jillian beck and we'll get you his address <laughs> make sure if you're gonna come after him. His name's Julian. It's gonna Beck. be a house with the, you see the house with the Mariners flag, you get into the right spot. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. All right. Well, top fan uh rivalry followers. This has been awesome. Before I give talk to you about the watch party again, <clears throat> please pay attention <clears throat> on the site. You're gonna see a series of articles written by Dave Pummel that are gonna go. I'm not even gonna tell you about what they're about. But be excited about it. We'll market them. And don't forget on Wednesday nights, Bourbon and Baseball, 5 p.m. Uh, Jason does a phenomenal job on the lives. Uh, he has all kinds of fun stuff, water cooler debates, uh, a Legion of Dunn. And I've been a guest on there before. It's 
Mm-hmm. That show is so much fun. If you're drinking anything while you're watching, please don't because you're going to see how far you can get it you know, <laughs> out of you because you're going to be laughing so hard at these guys. And Jason, who's your guest this week? Who's your guest this week? Uh, this week, let me. We have our guest set up this week is uh, Tony from Vintage Baseball Cards. He's very be good. This yeah, I've had him on the podcast a number of different times. He's oh, cool. He's, he's fantastic. He's great. Yeah, uh, I like to see when he sets sets free some cards that have been in uh in uh in the encased in the plastic and been submitted he sets them free and i i think that's super cool when he takes them out of there and gets them in his hand yeah yeah i love it i love it don't forget also top down rivalry followers go to this site and uh sign up for the watch parties um if you're if you're not behind the locker room access or lock room door you need to do that uh let us know about a code there's two shows that are back there already there's a weekly review with Jackson who goes by top fan stats guy. And there's the around the diamond um, show that uh, goes up there every week. And this week we're going to talk about the NL East and the AL East. And then we're going to talk about realignments and propose realignments. If you added two teams and where would they be? We're going to have Sarah from daddy O sports cards on. We're going to have Joe from wax pack and whiskey on. We're going to have Thomas from uh, 755 chop talk. On. We're going to have um, Dave from IAP Radio on. We're going to have uh, Megan, um, who's a Mets fan, whose dad grew up watching the Mets play at the Polo Grounds before Shea Stadium was built. So it's going to be a great, great, great show. So take a listen, and we will definitely talk to you guys soon. Fellas, stick around for a second, and we appreciate you being on and listening. You got it. Thank you.